0: This week on Kettle of Fish, actress Rebecca Kennedy stops by to talk about screaming bloody murder.
1: Welcome to our after show, we call Kettle of Fish, the no politics laughter show. It's time for Kettle of Fish, no debates, hate, or arguments allowed on Kettle of Fish. It's like a Willy Wonka psychedelic acid trip, so hooray for Kettle of Fish righty, welcome to Kettle of Fish, the show before the show, the talk after, oh, the show after the show, the talk after the talk, the twenty-minute comedy money shot after the two hours of political foreplay. Um, Dee, you are the only one with us today. I
0: am. I'm the only one that's special. No. Uh, yeah it's it's one of those days, man. It's been an interesting week, and we've been doing um, all kinds of stuff, getting the Dave tribute. Um, post up. Uh, we just did the Dre tribute episode. It was a really, really good episode. Um, so everybody should definitely go to Musical Osmosis and check it out. Uh, good stuff. And so yeah, we've been, you and know, that's
1: why we had no ignorance equation yeah. today because I've been, me and you both have been just bearing oh down, God. getting all of these pictures and videos together. I, and I felt like everybody needed that, so I yeah. just. Went crazy and invaded my photo albums and put like yeah. four hundred pictures up of all of us from back in the nineties.
0: Oh yeah, and let me tell you, getting video from VHS, and for those of you who somehow don't know, VHS is what was before DVD. Okay, <laughs> but getting some video... people
1: might not even know what DVDs are. Okay, point.
0: well I have no help for them then. No, um, getting video from VHS to digital, like being able to access it online, is actually. A lot harder and more time-consuming than one would think. Like you'd think there's just like a couple of machines you can do, and I was like, "Oh my god, I hate my life right now." But no, it Yeah, I won, so. but we
1: got through it. Yeah. we powered through it, man. So yeah, it's good stuff. And we actually got the archive up now for anybody who wants to go to tincan.media and check out our Dave Knight tribute show, Friends of Dave. um, We'll hear some great stories. People who didn't know him, we'll hear some great music. And I think it was an all-around resounding success. I think we did him justice, I hope.
0: Oh, absolutely. And hopefully we have some new fans now, so that's really cool. Uh, Yeah, Yeah, good stuff.
1: All right, well, we got Rebecca Kennedy coming on today, but why don't you tell us real quick who's coming up on some... (sighs) Upcoming shows.
0: Well, coming up this week on Trivia, Drunken Trivia, we're going to have comedian A.K. Bjorn. And then next week, we've got our buddy Rob Cursaint coming back um, to do some fun, fun trivia with us. And on Kettle of Fish next week, we have uh, comedian slash uh, astrologist Christy Bellick. And I am still curious as to how those two things go together. Together. The
1: future is a funny thing, man.
0: <laughs> it is. Uh, and then we have actor Jasper Cole coming up, which is going to be perfect because, of course, Halloween's coming up and it's my favorite thing in the universe. And um, he's been on all kinds of – he's been on a lot of stuff where he's been like this creepy, weird – you know, sometimes just known as the weird homeless guy. Um, but I can just about guarantee that everybody listening has seen something with Jasper Cole in it. He's just one of those guys. Um, and then on musical osmosis, we have got Goblin coming up. Another one that if you have seen... Any kind of horror movie from the eighties you have heard Goblins music. And then we've also got a special Halloween episode coming up with Mormo Zine. If you don't know who Mormo is, you're in for an interesting treat. And uh, hopefully we'll have Max Sabbath on. We're still trying to work out some scheduling issues with them and the drop lockers. So yeah, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome. And of course, the closer Halloween gets, the more Halloween e i get so yeah
1: you'll be broadcasting in an alvira outfit here pretty soon
0: oh oh buddy you just don't even know i've i've wanted to do alvira since i was a little kid i've just never i've never had the chutzpah to do it so i just might do it this chutzpah. year to be awesome nice yeah <laughs>
1: oh um today's show that was supposed to happen about the alt-right our sunday show is going to happen next sunday with author jeffrey Cabaservice. service we'll be back Yes. Just a heads up to you guys who missed it with all this Dave tribute stuff going on. I haven't had the emotional capacity or the time to take on understand. politics this week.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's fine. All right, uh,
1: let's get Rebecca in here. You ready? Uh, yes. All righty, Rebecca Kennedy, are you with us?
2: Ah, uh, yes, yes, I am.
1: <laughs> right on! Thank you so much for calling in today.
2: Oh, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it.
1: Not a problem at all. Look, I want to start with this, especially with the last couple of weeks I've been having. Um, you posted something on your Facebook the other day that I thought was pretty profound. And it had a lot of likes and comments and people sharing it to their pages. So I know it resonated with people on a lot of different levels, myself included. Let me read this thing you put up real quick. And I want to kind of talk about, dig into this. <laughs> you had posted, acting is such a delicate balance of trying to have a thick skin for the rejection part. While trying to remain open, raw, and vulnerable for the acting part, I really try to audition and move on, but while trying to keep my heart available, that is not an easy feat, and I want to talk a little bit about this balance. Me, myself, I do a political show called The Ignorance Equation and some political writing, and that's how most people know me from, and I've kind of been struggling the last few weeks with this balance because things have been so just heated and hateful in the political arena. And um, that's kind of why I do this show, too, to defuse from after the ignorance equation. We do like a fun kettle of fish type episode. But how do you strike that balance and kind of depressurize from going out and auditioning and all the stress and being in that mind frame? I imagine it probably requires like a pretty decent support system. And I know when looking at your page with your friends and fans and husband, it seems like you've got a hell of a support system as well.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I do. Thankfully. (laughs) I don't know how people do do it without one. Um, I, even though my family um, doesn't live in LA, they live um, in Texas where I'm from, but I still text and talk to my mom almost every day and she's super supportive and um, is there when, you know, things are rough and, you know, that, that's definitely um, helpful and you need friends and family to, you know, kind of take your mind off things like this weekend was kind of um, my husband and I were like, we're going to go do something fun and not think about work, you know. Um, so that was <laughs> so it's kind of like that doing things that are fun that kind of take your mind off um, the grind and just, you know, focusing on something else. And then when Monday comes, you know, you get right back to it kind of thing.
1: So is the time management harder or is uh, just getting out of the headspace of I've always got to be on, I've got to audition, I've got to get into this character, that character? What's the hardest challenge when it comes to balancing like work-life balance? I guess is the best way to phrase it.
2: Yeah, I think just getting out of the headspace of work, you know, because all week you're, you know, especially if you're auditioning, um, you're constantly a different character. You know, every time you go in, you're somebody else, you know, you're trying to, you know, get into the headspace and do your homework and learn your lines of a whole new thing and move on, you know, until maybe you get a callback or maybe you have five callbacks and then you don't get it. It's kind of, it's kind of one of those things. That kind of was where my, you know, status came from, especially when you're, you know, auditioning for a character that you really love and maybe you're really far into the process of several auditions and you kind of, you know, you kind of attach to somebody You know, you have to, as an actor, uh, fall in love with who you play. And that process, a lot of times for me, if it's somebody that I really relate to or really love, it happens in the audition process. And then there's that, you know, breakup if you don't get it. Wow. So, um, yeah, it's kind of like somebody breaking up with you is kind of what I equate it to. And, you know, you you mourn for it and then you move on. That is an interesting
1: way to look at it um are some of the characters i guess is what you're saying are harder to let go of than others right
2: yeah especially if you know you relate to what's going on maybe it's something that's going on in your life right now or somebody you've always wanted to you know something aspect of that character that you've always wanted to play or tackle or it's just a really interesting role um it's yeah it's definitely harder to like move on from that when you know you're not what they envision or whatever whatever the case may be, you know, kind of So thing, do you so.
1: go into these auditions with a lot of expectations and like you feel, well, I'm really let down because this role would have been perfect for me. And I, I assume there's roles that you want more than others. Or do you just right. say, I just go in, audition, that's all I'm focusing on. I'm not even thinking about the brass ring of actually getting the part. I'm just, I just want to get through this audition and then move on to the next thing.
2: I try. <laughs> I try to do the latter. Um, I'm trying, you know, to go in, do the work as my acting. I have a wonderful acting coach here. Um, he tells me, do the work you want to do. I try to go in and do the kind of work that I want to do, um, what I want to say with the role, what my voice is, and then either they get it and they, you know, or they don't. And that's, you know, you don't know what they want, so going in trying to give them what you think they want just most of the time provides a very false performance and they don't see you. Um, they don't see what you bring and your, you know, you uniqueness to the role um, because you're too busy trying to like come up with what they want. So I try to do what I want. And then, you know, if they want something different, they'll tell you, you know, a lot of times they'll say, you know, that was great. Can you try it this way? And kind of redirects you. Um, and then when it's over, it's like I try to do it like, OK, it's a five minute mini performance. And this might be the only time I get to play this character. So I'm going to do what I want and go full out and then. I guess if I don't get it, then it's I move on you know it's it's still tough because there's you know like I said, there's characters you really want to play, but um I think if you go in with too much expectation, you're let down all the time and you're just wearing that disappointment armor like all the time, and it's very stressful, <clears throat> and wow. you can't enjoy it, you know, you can't have fun and yeah.
1: Yeah, and that's definitely important, wow. D. You want to jump in here? Yeah,
0: how I mean, that's actually like Nick said that's actually a really different perspective. Like that's not I don't think that's anything we've ever heard from someone who who acts now to bring yourself into that role and to do that role how you how you want to do it. I, I mean, it's that sounds like a really really cool approach. What do you do When I mean, do you have any characters like that you maybe don't quite get or don't want to identify with? But you like, do you ever go to a job because you need the job, or do you only pick the jobs that you really think you can do well? That's
2: a good point, Dee. That is a good point. Um, I mean, I would hope that if I book it, then they see that I get it, you know. Um, I mean, I guess that's not always there are times when. I'll audition for things that I don't quite understand. Maybe what the character is going through. Uh, Maybe it's something I've never experienced. um, And so it's a hard thing to imagine. So in those circumstances, like when I just don't, I'm like, I don't get it. I don't understand. Like I can't connect to this. Um, I'll use uh, what's going on in my life right now. Um, And I can connect to that, even if it's nothing to do with what the character is going through um nobody sees that you know all they see is that it's somebody that's struggling with something and that is kind of like a nice substitution for when you don't when you don't get it um and that usually when i don't understand necessarily what they're going through but i use my own life then it just it clicks um, i feel so like... Time, like sorry go ahead
1: I said, I feel like the takeaway from this here and you talk about the auditioning process is the hardest obstacle is just to get out of your own way and do the work.
2: Exactly. Exactly. Getting out. Exactly. And that's like what, you know, you do the homework at home, you know, you do all your, you know, your homework for the character and the script. And if you get the whole script and that stuff, and then when you get in the room, you're supposed to, if all goes well, let it all go. And then just wow take in whatever is happening right then and not do the homework in the room because then you're, you're trying too hard and it's not fun. And you're just, it's like, you can't do that when you're up there. Like people that, you know, play music or they dance, they don't, they just do it. You know, they just get up there and they just, just allow themselves to just go. And you don't think about all that stuff anymore. You know, you just, you just play. And um, that's kind of like what you're, you know, that's the goal when you get in there is just to play.
1: Yeah, I need to do more of that um, here lately, right, Dee? Yeah. With everything that's been going on. All right, let's shift gears here because I pulled up your IMDb. I was checking out, and we actually went back and watched a few of your movies this past week. And I noticed that over half of your films are horror movies, and it got me to wondering... Is this the type of role you actively audition for or are you casting a much broader net and for whatever reason you're just getting picked more for horror films?
2: Yeah, um I didn't necessarily set out to do horror. I actually love horror um films. I grew up watch. I like watched my first horror film which was It um when I was like 11. Nice. You just and, made uh, a I friend love, with thee. Oh, yeah,
0: question. I love love <laughs> it. Like I'm a huge Stephen King I've been watching horror movies and reading, like, horror novels since I was, like, way, like, probably younger than I should be.
2: <laughs> right. Um, yeah, no, I love him as well. He's, uh, he's amazing. Um, so I love horror films. I grew up watching them, and uh, my dad's a really big fan, um, his side of the family. And so, you know, but I didn't really think about it when I was starting to do film. Like, it was, didn't really, like, that wasn't, like, a focus or a goal. Um, it just, that's kind of, like, what I started a book at first. Um, like my, bi- my first big feature, um, that I did was house hunting, which is the psychological thriller. Um, and that was kind of like my, I had done some short films, um, before that. And so it's kind of like, you know, you're kind of waiting in the pool to see like, can I actually do this? Cause I grew up doing theater. Um, and that was my medium and I had never done film. And when I booked house hunting, it was like, okay, this is either going to go really well or not really well. <laughs> hand for me, like personally, and I loved it, and I fell in love with the film, and I was like, "Okay, this is where I need to be right now." um That was kind of like my my test of whether or not I wanted to really do this, and it was a fun film, had so much fun filming. um We filmed in a small town in Virginia in the middle of nowhere in this creepy house, <laughs> and uh yeah, and then it kind of went from there, and then I just booked some more horror type stuff, and I love the genre, I love doing it, especially if it's a good. A good script and a and a fun character. Um, I'm picky on those, um, but and then I you know I've done finally started to like branch out and do some things that aren't aren't horror. Um, like I wrapped a movie called To the Bone that's uh, drama. So, um, but yeah, it, it's fun and I, I'm sure I'll do more down the line as well.
1: <laughs> well, I could, let's get back to house hunting because me and Dee actually sat down and watched Bastard House Hunting and The Conduit and I got to say out of the three. <laughs> I loved house hunting the most. I thought you did a hell of a Thank job you. in that movie. And I'm not just saying Thank that because you. you're on the show. That that was a great performance. <laughs> and well, the one thing that got me to think while I was watching it, is it harder to act when you have, because you play Hannah, who, you know, we just see you in the beginning. Nobody knows where you came from. Your tongue is cut out. You don't have speaking lines. Is it harder right. to navigate through acting when you have to just be more physical, facial pre- um, expressions, body language, Or was it easier because, hey, I don't have any lines to remember. I only have to focus on body language. Which one's easier, roles with a lot of dialogue or a role like Hannah with no dialogue?
2: Um, I think probably without dialogue is definitely difficult. Um, It's nice. You don't have to worry about lines. You can kind of get out of your head on that. Um, But what I did inside is I, I had lines I was saying in my head. So I was always answering them. Um, or I had my own comments on what they were saying in my head, even if you couldn't see it. Um, but yeah, I had to focus um, on body language and facial and what I wanted um, to say through that versus, you know, you can't express what you want. You know, usually in life, we express what we want with our words. And when you don't have that option, the next option is the rest. So that was a challenge um, to kind of – and plus it was like a mystery and you're not really supposed to know what's going on. So that was like another thing where it's like I'm trying to like not convey too much, you know, because you don't want too much – the audience to know too much yet. So it's like a a balance of those kind of things.
0: Right. Yeah, Yeah, that was actually a really, really cool role. And I totally get what you're saying because it was very – like, you know, most of the time the – the focus is on everybody else in the house, but, like, just out of the corner of your eye, you know, you can see you sitting there, and I'm like, yeah, she knows exactly what the hell's going on. Yeah, like,
1: just her presence was eerie as hell, time. and that's what made that such a great role. Yeah, I don't know if it would have been the role if there was um dialogue in it. Just no. her, your presence right. was eerie in that, no. and it really worked.
0: Yeah, and I could totally Thank tell, you. like, Thank the whole you. time. Like, it, you just... You had this look on your face all the time of like knowing and like oh my god I can't believe I'm doing this again and like like you knew what was going on but you also knew there was really nothing you could do so it was it was kind of this mix of I get it and it's hopeless so whatever you know it was really cool.
2: Yeah, (laughs) thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. Um, I when I auditioned, I actually had dialogues. He had me read uh, lines. So that was interesting um, of a way to uh, to have someone audition to hear what they actually would speak. And then, you know, that's not obviously in the movie, but um, it was a lot of fun working with everyone. And i um, having that kind of part as kind of like my first thing was a nice kind of introduction to to it. <laughs>
1: Nice. Okay, let me um, talk about this for just a moment. We've got a few minutes left, and I kind of want to talk about in your mind how you approach this whole industry of acting. We have a lot of journeyman actors come through here, William Sanderson and Sean Whalen, and these are people who. Yeah, Sean is amazing. I mean, and and one of the things that's amazing: these are hardworking actors. Everybody Mm -hmm. knows their face. They see a picture, they're like, oh, yeah, I know that guy. In fact, Sean Whalen's fan page is called That Guy Sean Whalen. He owns it. This is one of the reasons I think Sean's such a remarkable person. And, you know, these are people who have an incredible body of work, but the average Joe on the street isn't going to know their name, couldn't pick them out, like, say, he'll rattle off five of their movies, like a DiCaprio or a Brad Pitt or whoever. Is it important to you 20 years down the road that people know the name Rebecca Kennedy and they know, you know, your body of work? Or are you fine in 20 years if you're just a working actor and people stop you on the street? Hey, what do I know you from? Didn't I see you in something? Like, are you are you in this for the fame aspect and the acknowledgement? And, like, I want to get some awards. I want to be acknowledged by my peers. Or are you just in it for the work and the creative end? Uh,
2: ultimately, I want to work. Um, I think when you work the rest of that sometimes comes with it, depending on the kind of work you do. Um, there's actually a great documentary on Netflix. There was a guy one and now the uh, girl one is like that girl on that, or that gal on that show, I think is what it's called. And it's like five or six women that, um, you know, you know, their faces, um, you may not know their names. It's like that kind of, kind of, right. Um, and you know, and they've been working for, you know, ever, um, since they were young and like, they've been in tons of stuff. Um, And, you know, that's fine, too. I mean, that's, they have, um, you know, they make a living doing this. Um, They, you know, don't have to have side jobs. They have consistent work. They get, you know, very unique, interesting roles. I mean, that's, for me, I think um, a lot of times, you know, movie stars get stuck in playing themselves. You know, that's when you go to see a certain movie with a certain A-list actor, a lot of times you go to see them. You know, you don't want to see some weird version of them. You want to see them. Like, that's the draw. You know, The Rock, I love him. He's awesome, but you you want to see The Rock. Absolutely. You you don't want to see, like, some weird, like, version of him. Um, For me, you know, I want to play interesting characters, and that's, like, my goal Um, when when I'm working, like, you know, like you said, in House Hunting. um, I loved my character in Bastard because she had such a great arc. Um, You know, she started in one weird place and she ended up, you know, having this confidence and coming out of, coming into herself, you know, kind of role. Um, You know, in Criminal Minds, I played a girl that, you know, was held hostage for 10 years and then, um, you know, was able to escape and things like that. Um, And, you know, Let Me Make You a Martyr, I play like this hard, um, smoking, kind of mean woman. Um, And to the bone, I play this like um, anorexic um, girl that's like trying to figure out what's her life. So it's like, that's kind of the stuff I want to, I want to continue to do. Um, And I, I hope, you know, if if I'm, if I'm blessed and lucky that I can continue uh, doing roles that are interesting and fun and that I can bring something to, and not just um, playing, you know, just the average. So I'm hoping, you know, just in 20 years, I'm just working. And if people know who I am, that's, that's awesome. My, my end goal is like, I just want to be, a working actor that makes a living, a good living doing this. And that's, you know, that would, that's my, that's my end goal. I think.
1: Yeah. I think that's the best way to be. And when I mix it up with guys like Sean and William, and I talk to people who are just so down to earth, I'm always blown away. I'm like, Hey, this is just like talking to my friends at the bar. So I think that's a good yeah, goal Sean's to have. Great.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, I don't think you can go into this wanting fame. I think it's I think you're going to be disappointed. Um <laughs> Because it's not, it's not, that, that isn't, there isn't a, unless you, I mean, if that's what you want, then you should probably go and do like YouTube or be a Vine star or be like on reality TV or something, because being an actor, being just doing that, the fame comes with it, but it's not the goal. Like, I don't think anybody is like, I'm going to be an actor so I can be famous, because I don't know how you do that other than doing the the hard work. And I think people that just want to be famous probably aren't going to stay in this very long because the fame part doesn't come very, very quickly. And, um, I mean, some people it does, but for the majority of actors, you have to do the, the work and it just isn't, I don't know how to, the steps to being famous. Like I know the steps of being an actor and being a working actor. I know what that is. I don't know what the other, I don't know how,
1: you to do together. So, mm, eloquently yeah. put. I could not agree more from the outsider's <laughs> perception anyways. All right, let's finish up with this. I want to talk about some of your upcoming projects. I watched the okay. trailer for um, Street Level and I'm going yeah. through and it's got Marilyn Manson and um, Danny Trejo, Mark Boone, who I personally think is like one of the most under- underrated actors in the industry. Yeah, I mean, I've loved that amazing. guy since Tree's yeah. Lounge. That guy definitely doesn't get the credit. And um, I'm watching a trailer and I go, okay, well, it came out in 2015. Let me jump on like Voodoo and Netflix and check Redbox. It I've see and yeah. it hasn't actually come out it yet. And it hasn't actually come out yet. It hasn't. It and,
2: hasn't. Yeah. So
1: what's yeah. going on with it? Because I'm looking at the YouTube trailer. I went back and looked at the comments and everybody's like, where is this movie at? We want to see this movie. And there's like no information out there in the ether what's going on with this film.
2: Right. Um, it does, I believe, have distribution. I don't. I don't think I could say what yet. Um, so hopefully it'll be coming out um, next year. Um, is, is, the, I think the thought on that. So fingers crossed. Um, I play a really awesome, she's, um, a 19 year old, uh, pregnant, uh, drug addict. So she's an interesting, uh, character, um, a lot of fun. And, um, yeah. So it was great working with those guys. Um, uh, David LaBrava, who is in uh, Sons of Anarchy, wrote and directed, and he's just an awesome guy. And Mark Boone Jr. is great. They're all just so nice and so down-to-earth and welcoming. Um, cause a lot of them work together, and, you know, I didn't know any of them. So they were super nice to me and welcoming me into the group. Um, so hopefully people get to see it next year.
1: Yeah, and there's Mark, this great scene <laughs> at the end of the trailer with Mark Boone and Danny Trejo, where he's like, you want to use my machete? And it's kind of a nod, yeah. of course, to Machete. Yeah, right,
2: and I just thought that right.
1: was a great way to wrap up that trailer. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, definitely. hes I didn't actually get to work with him, so I haven't met Danny yet, but
1: um, I hear he's awesome. So, nice. Yeah. Oh, and speaking of Marilyn Manson and Mark Boone, you are also got a film coming out, Let Me Make You a Martyr, with them as well. Uh-huh. Are these the same people producing it? How did you end up on the same film as these guys on both of these?
2: Uh, Yeah, no, it's different, totally different people. Um, Actually, uh, Mark Boone, Jr., who I worked with on street level, um, I had a great scene with him, and um, he was so nice and actually recommended me for Let Me Make Me a Martyr. So uh, that was really kind. So then I met with the director, and um, they really liked me, and um, we shot in Oklahoma. Um, And that uh, started its festival run, so I'm not sure yet on – as far as distribution goes on like when it's coming out, but hopefully maybe next year um, that'll be,
0: that'll be out. So. All right. With so, all yeah, these um,
2: dark
1: time. and gritty roles, do you think about doing comedy or is that a shift that, that <laughs> I saw you had put a, um, a couple of weeks ago, you had a little comedy video up that you did. Yeah. And I was like, well, why is she, she not doing comedy? And is this something, once again, are you actively seeking to do different genres of films or are you just kind of focused on this one type of medium
2: um i'm not really necessarily like only gonna do you know dark um i just haven't necessarily gone out for a lot of comedies um i uh, started i started kind of like audition more for tv comedies i just play like a very specific um kind of i have a specific look and a kind of a specific presence um so i don't know if i'll ever be in like the sitcom um, or the, you know, the three camera type stuff. Um, just cause I don't know, I may be a little bit more intense than, <laughs> than, yeah, that, true. than that. Um, it's just kind of like sometimes it's just kind of like a presence. Um, it's not even necessarily like that I'm trying to be, it's just kind of how I, how I am. Um, so I don't know. I mean, maybe I will end up in like a lot of comedy one day. I, I love comedies. They're a lot of fun. Um, I, I did a comedy, um, called the high schoolers guide to college parties, but, I still played like this um kind of psycho <clears throat> girl. So it was like in, even in the comedy like I was like this intense, like weird weird girl. So I don't know, that's kind of just what I'm I'm more drawn to kind of weird, quirky um characters that have a lot of issues for some reason. I I maybe it's cuz my life is so normal that um I have more fun with the other cuz it's like not me. I can see you know, that.
1: Kind of. Yeah. Um, Is it transferable, do you think? Do you think somebody who's great at dramatic acting can easily slip into comedy and back and forth because at the end of the day, it is all just play, it is all just acting and working? Or do you have to have a certain type of demeanor to be in one and brilliantly perform in the other?
2: Um, I mean, comedy is hard. Comedy is really hard, especially to have um, the comedic timing and to truly be able to let yourself go and and play and um, have that. And I think the best um, comedians also are know when to um, play it straight, you know, know when to have the, um, the, the lines that, when the lines actually really hit, you know, it's not the whole thing. is just like, blah. you know, comedy. It's like, then they have that, they have that, but then they have, they know where the line is where it's just like, you know, just it's going to be straight sounds
1: calculated the heart
2: you know um i yeah i mean there's a lot of actors that can do both and they do both successfully and it's nice to see in both i think sometimes people get stuck in a oh they're a comedic actor so i can't cast them in a drama kind of thing um which you know some can do both some some maybe like the other i don't know just Depends on what people like. I, comedy is definitely is definitely difficult, um, as is you know just any any acting really. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I hope to do more more maybe some more comedy as things go on. Um, so I guess we'll see. But yeah, it's, it's interesting interesting both mediums. I like draw like I like the dramedies a lot, where it's like a comedy but then it has that drama element in it
1: too. Seems like that gives you a lot more room to maneuver, right? dramedy
2: yeah yeah i mean they definitely like what we call it in acting in the acting world is what we call level work and that's a lot what you know you know use in comedy a lot and like level three is like stereotype where it's like your stereotype of that person and then like level two is um you in the given circumstances so like you bring it down a bit and then you know when to do the level one which is a personal private statement and that's what i like is when it's I see the comedy and it's really funny, but then they know when to use the personal statement and that like really hits you. Um, like even in a comedy, you know, you could still find yourself like crying at a point or something, you know, because it's like underneath all that, there is something else going on.
1: Yeah. And you're bringing out, like, I didn't know there was so much psychology in it. It makes me want to go read an acting book. That's amazing.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, there is so much um, technique and that's the thing is like what, knowing when to like do all that and then being able to like let it go and not, thinking about it when you're doing it. Um, yeah, it's a it's a, definitely a difficult art form. Um, not easy at all when, when it comes down to it. Really, you know, do have technique and be able to do that.
1: Absolutely. All right. Well, I think that's a good place to end <laughs> on your way out the door. Why don't you tell everybody right. where we can find you and what projects you do have coming up?
2: Uh, yeah, I'm, um, obviously like you said, I'm on IMDB. Um, I'm on Facebook. Uh, I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram and on Instagram, it's Becca B E K A H K. Cause my name was taken. It's really sad. Uh. <laughs> so I had to use something else. Um, uh, yeah, that's, I guess where you can find me. Um, I'm also on Snapchat. I think it's like Becca K 84 or something. Um, which is you know fun um like you said i have uh let me make you martyr coming out um i have street level coming out i have uh another film called to the bone with uh lily collins and uh keanu reeves that should be coming out next year i just filmed that in april um so yeah those are the things that are coming up and hopefully i have more more to come um as we as we go
1: Yeah, I see bright things for you. And I want to thank you so much for calling in today. This was a very interesting um, interview. I'm sure (laughs) our fans are going to get a lot out of it.
2: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it.
1: No problem. Dee, are you ready to take us out?
2: Well,
0: I guess if we have to be done. Everybody have a (laughs) good week. i got to get a
1: sandwich. I'm starving. (laughs)
0: Everybody have a great week. And remember, Friday we are going to have some drunken trivia with AK Bjorn, and that's going to be a lot of fun.
1: Thanks again, Rebecca.
2: Thank you. Have a great one. You
1: too. talking
2: <laughs>